What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect the Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today on episode 83 of the podcast, we are starting week one of our 2022 holiday favorites. This week, we are doing Angela's Pick, the 1990 Tim Burton classic, Edward Scissorhands. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. Hello. Dan, welcome back. You got just went through puberty at, at that point. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Why was I so high when you go through puberty? Oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> Dan, you oh, went so yeah, low, your mic couldn't even pick you up there. <laughs> oh, no. I tried. Hello. hello. Oh, goodness. Well, hello, everybody. Dan, welcome back. Hello. We, we, we missed you last week. I know we. I know. I did. Oh my god! And I'm kind of sad that you know, reading that this that Rogue One is like one of your favorite Star Wars movies. I'm like, I kind of picked it because I figured Dan wasn't going to care if we covered this one. Out. <laughs> no, I'm not mad about it. It's fine that you picked it. It's not like I mean, but like I'm not like, oh god, Star Wars. Like if you did Empire Strike Back, Strikes Back, then yeah, like that's what I want to be. Like as far as the rest of them, I I do enjoy them, most of them. Uh, but no, I'm not like losing sleep over it. Your favorite good. character is Jar Jar Binks, right? Oh, you know it. <laughs> Gotta love that one. You know, just oh, that. Jar Jar. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Irvin fucking did that. Oh, Bruh, old school oh, meme. I can't boy. bring it up. It's too much to explain. Um, yes, it's not good to be back. That trip to Atlanta was so long. <laughs> You're never yeah, allowed well, to leave again. Being being a week, you know, spending a week away from your family. Is it feels way longer than that. So well, the fact that in a nutshell, every day I went to a class for my job to get certified in various fields of pulling water out of various things, sucking it, if you will. I'll uh, tell them what uh, what it was. So yeah, I'll tell you. But but it literally, we woke up in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like six seven o'clock. Went to went to the class, left, ate, studied slept five days straight that's what i did and the class the classes would range from eight which almost never happened to 10 to 12 hour long days yikes yeah it sucked i literally did i did nothing i brought my switch with i brought my magic cards to play we did none of that that's literally exactly what i told you is exactly what we did yikes yeah it sucked doesn't sound fun at all I didn't even listen to the last episode. I didn't have time to listen to the fucking last week's episode. I was like, I'm going to listen to that when I got time. I'm, I'm so far behind with podcasts. I haven't even listened to our last episode. So I'm getting That's there. Fair. I'm catching up. So many podcasts, so little time. So <laughs> but today we're back. We're on the onto year two of our holiday favorites. You know, we like to say holiday, you know, to, to make sure we're covering all the bases here. Uh, but uh, we are, we picked or, you know, every week, each of us picks our uh, a favorite of ours to cover. So this week we're covering Angel's movie, which is the 1990 Tim Burton uh, Edward Scissorhands, and then Dan will be next week, and I'll be the week after, and I'll you know so on and so forth till the end of the month. But this week, yeah, focusing on Edward Scissorhands from 1990, starring Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall, Diane Weist, Kathy Baker, Alan Arkin. And the late great Vincent Price. I literally just watched this movie, no joke, about a month ago. 
just kind of out of the blue. It was on Disney Plus. I was like, I'm gonna. I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a watch. And then of course, Angel picks it. So I'm like, wow. I don't know if I've watched a movie like back to back like this, like so close together in a long time. Because usually there's just so many movies out there I gotta watch. I can't watch movies on repeat anymore. But let's uh, let's go around the room, of course, and talk about what our feelings are on this movie and our latest viewings or our history with this movie. And we're definitely going to be starting with the one who picked it this week. Oh, shit. Okay, I thought you were going to last. Angela, why did you why pick did this I movie? Yeah, why the fuck did you pick this why, movie? Angela, why, Angela, why? with you? Okay, is this a great, is this the best movie out there? No, by far, okay. it's not. Okay. But I, I love... I just love it. I don't, I can't <coughs> pinpoint one reason why, other than, you know, I love Tim Burton. Don't hold that against me. I'm not going to hold it but against you. Fuck the people. Who there, will. there will be others. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, There's a lot of craziness in this from start to finish, but I just love it. It's not, it, you know, it's not a great movie, but it's nostalgic, I guess, oh, yeah. more for me. Absolutely. Like, I still remember watching this on TBS when I was a teenager. I think that's how I watched it for the first time. It was on TV. I was like, oh, what is this? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's where I watched a lot of my movies. And I was like, that's Johnny Depp. I was like, this is awesome. I love Johnny Depp. But yeah, I love it. Yes, there's some very <laughs> he'll he'll probably point out some weird uh weird scenes where you're like, huh? But it just makes the movie great. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I know where this is gonna go though. Okay. Uh this is a weird ass movie. Like it's really fucking weird. It's like that Tim Burton weird that is why I don't usually like his stuff. But it's a weird Tim Burton movie. There's really not an extra to that. Um, I mean, I, I, I love Vincent Price. I know this is one of his last on-screen it's roles. It's his last on-screen role. Yeah, so, which is cool, because I, I adore him. Uh, we'll get talk more about him in another movie where he's the, the star of the film. Uh, however, Johnny Depp is good in the movie, because I Johnny Depp's a good actor. I can't, I can't knock, you know, knock the guy. Uh, the dad in this, I know it's not the same actor, but he really reminded me of the dad of Beetle, from Beetlejuice. I mean, I mean, I know it's a Tim Burton movie. That's just. So you think Jeffrey Jones and Alan Arkin are very much similar? Like, I don't know, just the character. I don't know about how the actors, just the character remind me of like the kind of somewhat oblivious dad that's just like, uh. oh, Alan Arkin in this movie is so far oblivious from anything that is happening. He is just, his mind is set on one thing. And that's where the conversation goes, even though yep. all these other things are happening around him, where I think Jeffrey yep. Jones's character in Beetlejuice. It just is kind of on the same track, but he's he's more animated. Alan Arkin yeah. is very laid back, like, you know, yep. young man. Yeah. Other than that, that's, that's about it. It's it's not a movie for me. It's just that, like I said, that weird Burton stank is all over it. And it's. <laughs> And like, I literally, I have seen this movie, what, two and a half, well, one and a half times now, because one time she turned it on and started watching it and I caught like after the first 15 minutes and then like an hour to 45 minutes into the film. And I'm just like, 
what the fuck is going on with this movie? <laughs> so, I mean, the kudos to people that like it. I understand the nostalgia or if you'd like that surrealism that Burton provides, because there is a lot of that surrealist, you know, just the, the, the situations, the cinematography, the sets, the character designs. Some of it's just fucking weird. And that goes to fucking, what's her name? Kathy Bates. Baker. Kathy Baker, not Bates. Kathy, Kathy Baker. Kathy Bates was in this. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Whoa. Kathy Baker. I know. Getting people tongue-tied or miss, miss Kathy Baker. Um, fucking weird, Joyce. dude. Was that Joyce? Played Joyce? Fucking, oh, fucking weird. A lot to say about Joyce. Yikes. Yeah, when you're sitting here trying to watch this and you're like, your daughter's in the room watching this, my six-year-old daughter, I'm like, how do I explain this? I mean, like, I've seen PG-13 movies where they have, like, sexual stuff and when I was, like, younger and yeah. such, you know, like, no, no nudity, but, like, I was like, I was like, I was just like, this shit's just fucking weird. Yeah, like, I know it's in PG-13 movies, but this movie's just weird. That scene in particular, like, my, my seven-year-old actually watched this whole thing with me last night. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it was, when that scene came up, I was literally watching her the whole time, like, what is she going to think about this? Yeah. Like, is it just kind of a blur to her? Like, she just doesn't understand it. She just doesn't want to ask me. Like, I want to know what's happening. Because this scene, yeah. I would have asked many questions. What the fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> oh, I also I also did not like the payoff in this movie. I hated how, like, all the, everything, like, concluded. I was like, that's... Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got to say. This is not for me. I know people like it, whatever. It's Tim Burton. I like that. A couple of the actors. That's it. This movie, yeah, I agree. This movie is weird as hell, but I think that's the charm. I think if that really is that that Tim Burton stamp on it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, of course, this is Johnny Depp and Tim Burton's first uh, collaboration together. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because t- uh, Johnny Depp, you know, was his big thing was Crybaby, which actually came out the same year as this, and then he mm. had done uh, Twenty One Jump Street right before and then before that so that was kind of what he was known for and so this was kind of his way of kind of breaking out into something different because he makes his his image was more of the pretty boy and so this really kind of turned him into a weird fucking guy (laughs) because this character is is very weird and yeah i think i mean of course i i i I love this i i do like this movie it's definitely something that I have watched many, many times. It's definitely, I think, a movie that I watch yearly around this time of year. And I just, I think I just like that Burton, that Burton-esque environment. You know, just the, how, like, you go from it being so bright to being so dark. And, like, how the darkness kind of creeps into the light and, and how it affects everything. Because I feel like that's the way uh, Burton writes things. Well, actually, with the help of uh, we got to shout out Caroline Thompson, who was actually the the one who wrote this movie. Um, so pretty much it, it all stems from Tim Burton's drawings from he he actually drew Edward Scissorhands a, when he was, I think, a teenager. There was a bunch of drawings of Edward. And then he kind of when he was looking to write this movie, which was funny because he had done uh, Beetlejuice in 88. He did Batman the year before this. They were done by Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers turned this down like they didn't want to do this one. So he actually had to go to 20th Century Fox in order to do it. And he needed somebody. He pretty much found Caroline Thompson. This was her. This was their first collaboration. She would later also. She was also the writer for A Nightmare Before Christmas. So she Mm. needs huge props for that movie as well. You know, a lot of people, you know, 
we've gone into that whole conversation before, but she's also a huge factor into that as well. But she, yeah, she pretty much just got his drawings. She's like, yeah, can you make a movie based on this dude? And she's, this All is right. And this is, I mean, and so this is pretty much her, she uh, incorporated a lot of her life into this movie. A lot of like the, the neighborhood she lived in, the people that she lived around. That was the, the normal town folk in this movie. And she based Ed off of her dog. Like just kind of how just a fish out of water, you know how dogs are, yeah. you know, they can either yeah. be very friendly or they're very like, what the fuck is happening? I don't like all these people. This is weird. I'm, I don't know what's yeah. happening. So Me. giving her a lot of pro, I mean, Tim Burton, of course he helped cr- with the creation. He's the director. So, you know, bringing that vision to life, but, uh, Caroline will or Caroline, I always mix Caroline Williams, and Caroline Thompson, Caroline Thompson deserves a lot of credit for a lot of Burton's early works. Especially okay. this one. And this was her first like major writing credit. So interesting. Pre- pretty good. So she had a pretty good career after all this is what you're saying. Yeah. So I think that's <laughs> another reason why I appreciate it, especially looking into the behind the scenes and looking into like the inner workings of this movie. I think that's what makes me appreciate it more. Uh, I love the performances. I love one owner writer. I love Johnny Depp. I think Johnny Depp does a great job being that fish out of water beat, trying to be that creation instead of being a human. But, he's, yeah. but you can also sense that there is a human coming out of him. He's mm-hmm. trying his hardest. Uh, Diane Weist, she's fantastic in this movie. She does a great job trying to be that that mom figure to Ed, but, but also being an actual mom to her own kids. And then you have Alan Arkin, who is just like, who are you? Like, why? Like, <laughs> he is that atypical, just oblivious father who is just like, you need to do the right things. Like, when they're sitting at the kitchen table after Ed gets arrested... And he's just having that conversation. Ed, if you found money on the street, you know, what would you do? A, B, and C. And then he got the son across the table. was just like, I would just take it. <laughs> and then he yeah, like, right? but he like, and the things are like, he sits down and says something that's like shocking, but the father doesn't hear it. He's just, mm-hmm. but you should go to the bank to get this loan. And you're like, where are you right now? Where, where, where are you? <laughs> But I still think I think that's what Alan Arkin does best. If you've watched any other movies with Alan Arkin, that is kind of the way he is in most of his movies. He's very just he's very dry in one note. But I think he does a, a great job. Do you want to know what's funny? His son, since we is in Lake Placid, Alan Arkin, Who is he? he was the shitty. He was the 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 head of the museum that sends the, the main character yeah, I, to yeah, the I, lake I to study the crocodile. That's funny. And he was in uh, Halloween H2O. He played Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend. Oh, oh shit. You know. <laughs> and of course, what's not to love about Vincent Price? I mean, yes, oh, it, it was really sad to see him kind of in a frail, sad state, you know, him being old and, or, you know, a lot, you know, I think he was 80 at the point of this film. Probably. He was suffering from like emphysema at the time, like severely. And he had other ailments that were going on. But Tim Burton was very adamant that he try to get him into this movie, especially since he was very influenced by Vincent Price's work throughout his life. You know, he was huge, yep. a huge fan of his as a kid, and he actually created a movie. It was one of his shorts called Vincent, which was kind of like an it was an animated, I think an animated short. He had sent it to Vincent Price, and Vincent Price was the only one to kind of like give him positive feedback on it and told him how much he he enjoyed his work. And so he had to ask him. 
you know, to, to be that small, that small role. Unfortunately, from things I've read about him being on the set, it's kind of sad. Uh, the, the scene where he dies, he actually passed out that day because of really, because of all the lights from, you know, while they're shooting, they have all the studio lights and stuff and they're all on him and he's, you know, got all these ailments. I guess he passed out and Tim Burton has never admitted to it. At least I, from what I've read, I've never seen any of him actually admitting to it, but the, the shot of him on the ground is right after that had happened. And Tim Burton just kept that shot. Now I feel bad. Cause it looks so natural. Like when he falls down, it kind of looks like, it's not like one of those dramatic, like I have to pretend to faint or I have to pretend to die or, you know, that looked genuine and it's kind of, it's kind of uncomfortable thinking about it. Like yeah, I'm hoping, yeah. I'm really hoping that's not the case. I, like I said, I, I we so. don't I, like on this show, we don't look too, too deep into things, but I just, you know, it was something that I had read the pot that there was a possibility that was the, the story behind it, but mm-hmm. hoping that wasn't, but yeah, it's kind of, kind of, kind of bad. Yeah, just a little. But yeah, this would be his last role before his death in 1993. So, but Vincent Price, I mean, he is, when it comes to like horror legends, Vincent Price is like top tier. Yeah. I mean, the man made so many movies that were all so memorable. Uh, It was good to see him. And his voice, his voice just brings me so much happiness. I love how he sounds. One of my favorite Disney movies of all time is the great mouse detective, which is mm-hmm. a very hidden gem in the Disney pantheon of, of animated films. Like people don't talk about the great mouse detective, but it's one of the best animated, in my opinion, one of the best animated movies they ever made. And, uh, Vincent price was the voice of the villain Radican. Yep. And I just, I love him so much. His voice is so great. And to hear it when he talks, it's just like, uh, it brings me back to when I was a kid. Yep. I hear you. Uh, this is Danny Elfman's fourth collab with Tim Burton. And of course it's fantastic. Tim or Danny, Danny Elfman just, he knew exactly what he needed to do anytime Tim Burton needed him to, to do a score for a film. I mean, he did Beetlejuice in 88. He, he, I don't know. He makes some of one of probably the most iconic Batman scores ever. And then I think it continues into this. And then I know he does, you know, future projects with him later on. And they're all just so fantastic. Tasty, even. Mm-hmm. So he gets it. Tasty. This movie was released December 7th, 1990. <laughs> so as you guys listen to this episode, the anniversary was only a few days ago. The 32nd anniversary Yay. of this movie. See? I picked good. Yeah, outside of good. one, in, outside of like the instance of it being mentioned, like I don't, it doesn't, I don't get the Christmas vibe. It's like Die Hard. Like I don't so think on Christmas. I, I don't. I don't feel. I. I guess I get it. I mean, there is the end scene where it literally takes place around Christmas time because they're like we, they're talking about a Christmas party. I mean, it's one of those. Yeah, it's. I think when you think about Edward Scissorhands, you don't think of it as a Christmas movie. No. In the right, same just say vein, this. you don't. It is in the same in the same vein. People would probably think that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. But so when I'll you say, tell me that Gremlins isn't a Christmas movie, you're fucking out of your mind. Well, he literally see, gets Gizmo as a gift. I hate when people tell me that. Like, 
this movie is as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is. Absolutely, movie. I agree, hundred percent. Like, but like you said, for Gremlins, I agree with you because that's more of the central part of it is exactly Gizmo being given as a gift on Christmas. Exactly, it takes place around yeah. Christmas. Yes, where it's you not know, on uh, Christmas. I understand that. And like I said before, this is this is a movie I yearly watch around this time of year. So yeah. I mean, it's all based on how people feel about it. You know, people say whatever they want. And That's true. It is yeah. what it is. I'd say a lot of what I want. Exactly. That's why we love you, Dan. That's right. Until I get kicked off the show. Mm. One day. One day. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. Line me up, baby. He is counting down the days. He is Xing his calendar. Like, all right, I made it to 83. Did it, guys. <laughs> nah, we'll let you get to 100. <laughs> there you go. I'll like, never suspect it. Never. Until I come in like, oh, Dan, you know, we're going to do this episode, but in, uh, on second thought, you can go. <laughs> yeah, you can go take a nap or something. Yeah, just go ahead. Just, you just go on <laughs> See yourself out. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Just oh, take my pants man. off and walk away. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's final day of work, man. Got to make it worthwhile. Just... Yeah, exactly. Cut that out. Tell, tell your boss, fuck off, and then you walk off. <laughs> yeah. Smallest sensory yeah, job anybody's ever going to do. Nope. I have, already, <laughs> I have already told them what I'm going to do when I quit. If I quit. Probably not the same Wait, thing you I'm already told your job what you would do if you quit? Yep. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to make it a surprise. Oh, I, think it's, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I said if I ever wanted to get mm. fired, I would stop a shoplifter. I would like tackle them because that that's immediate termination the motherfucker took tic tacs and he's like ah. <laughs> just clubbing them in the back of the head like it's over he dropped it like that's never over <laughs> i mean charlene thinks it's funny i think it's funny i do want to shout out a few more people in this movie including robert Oliveira, who or Oliveri, who played kevin uh, macaulay culkin was actually up for the role but unfortunately he was busy doing home alone at the time so yeah, that kid couldn't work. I, I like this. Guy. I like, I think the kid did a good job. I like his attitude. I'm trying to think what I swear he looks for me. Honey, I blew up. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Ah, that's yep. where you're from. I knew I recognized yep. a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. where is this guy? Uh, uh Chung Cha. Oh God. I can't pr ever pronounce her name. Conchata Farrell. Farrell. Yes. She is fucking hilarious. I, love yeah, she I is. watched I watched two and a half men a lot growing up. Yeah. And yep. she, of course, is prominent in that show. And pretty much anything I see her in, she's hilarious. She continues <laughs> in this movie. She's actually one of my favorite, like of the that group of ladies. She's like my favorite because she's always just like out there. She's like either I'm supporting or I'm calling the cops. <laughs> I know she's like, oh, Edward, I'm calling the police. Yeah. We got we got Kathy Baker who plays Joyce and God I hate this character I can't wait to talk more about her Avon calling Oh, oh no not her no no that's no, no, Peg. no. That's never Peg. mind that's, that's Peg. Peg that's Diane Weiss character yeah No uh, I hate Joyce oh, Joyce with a passion sucks. Joyce sucks uh, Caroline Aaron who played Marge which one was Marge she's the one with the poofy hair she's the one with like the afro look Wait I have to I think it may have been I can't remember their I can't ever remember their yeah names. there was a lot of them. And then Olan Jones as Esmeralda, who another character that kind of weirded me. Like she was one of those characters where I feel like yeah, I, I so. get why she was there, but also if you didn't have this character, it wouldn't have changed anything. Is this the Hail Satan lady? Or yes. the, sorry, 
It's a demon. He's sent from the devil in the fiery pits of hell. I'm like, what is? And her facial expressions just don't match what she does. No. Like, she just doesn't seem that crazy. It's just like, okay, uh, so you're going to read this line? I'm like, why is she here? Like, ma'am, calm down. He's not a soulless demon. He's a soulless appliance. It's two entirely different things. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, God. She's like, I told you. That's what it's like anytime I go into town. Well, people start yelling that at me. It's like, how can you people tell they have like a soul detector? <laughs> there was uh, a bunch of people who were offered the role of Ed in this movie. We had Tom Hanks. You had Gary Oldman. That would have been weird. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Uh, no, Jim Carrey Damn. was considered. <laughs> oh God. Uh, that Tom, uh, Caroline shit. Thompson actually had liked John Cusack for the role. Uh, you also had William Hurt, Robert Downey Jr., and even Michael Jackson was like, I'm interested, and they're like, okay, we'll we'll talk to you later, and they never talk. Stand over there. <laughs> Let's go over there. Stand over there, Michael. And, we'll call uh, you. Yeah, so Burton, or they brought in Johnny Depp. Tim Burton really had no idea who this guy was, because pretty much his claim to fame was 21 Jump Street, and but it, but he was like his first choice for the role. Like, he didn't know much about him, but, like, he just kind of fit that mold for the character. And I guess from what I've read is that when Johnny Depp read the script, he, like, wept. Like, he cried a lot because he was so... Because he, I guess, it felt very personal for him. He's a fucking platoon? Yeah, bro. I didn't know that either until I saw Platoon, like, maybe a year ago. I was like, wait, Johnny Depp's in this? We watched that not long ago. I was like, yeah, he's a kid that dies. Yeah. So in order to get into character, Johnny Depp actually watched a lot of Charlie Chaplin films to kind of get certain movements and and where he would go. I don't know how that works out when I I feel like there's not much Charlie Chaplin in Ed. Um, But sure, I love what people do to get into characters where it's like, "Hmm, that makes no sense, but all right. Uh, Winona Ryder wasn't the only choice, of course, for Kim, Drew Barrymore auditioned for the role, which I think no. I don't think would have been terrible. I think Drew, young Drew Barrymore was was fine. Was fine. She's bubbly. Um, and imagine if Crispin Glover was Jim. Oh my god, that would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been weird. <laughs> so weird. instead, we got shitty Anthony. My- Listen, I don't think Anthony Michael shitty. I think Jim as a character so fucking. This dude sucks. Well, I think it'd been funny if they had high. What was the guy's name? You just said it. Anthony Michael. Was- I know, or, Chris, that. or Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Crispin, or, yes. He needs to do his mo- dance moves. Yes. For From part four. part four. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yes. Awesome. Oh, then then I would have been fine with it. Like, this movie's a lot better now, just for the dance moves. But carry on. <laughs> I love it, though, him. reading about Alan Arkin reading the script, and he's just like, this makes no goddamn sense. That's all I can imagine him saying when he reads it. What the hell is this? <laughs> And of course, Tim Burton specifically, well, Caroline Williams, of course, wrote the character of the inventor specifically for Vincent Price. It was literally no one else but Vincent Price. That was that was the kind of the the deal of the whole thing was if we're going to write this character, that's who's playing him. And um, figured out and Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys makes a cameo in this movie. Does he? He he plays a kid on a slip and slide. There's a scene, I guess, when Ed and 
Peg are driving through the town when she first takes them, and there's a kid on a slip and slide, and I guess that's Nick Carter. And I was like, okay. Okay. Literally don't know why I needed to know that information. I got to start somewhere. But, okay, sure. Whatever works for you. Yeah. So, this would later, I think, get like a musical. They made a musical out of this. Like later on. I don't remember the exact, when exactly that happened. Yeah, right? It's just like, we, we... Listen, there's a Beetlejuice musical, and I guess it's fantastic. So, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Ugh, love it. And who would be behind the amazing effects of Ed himself, but the amazing Stan Winston, which just blew my mind because I actually did not know that until watching it recently and looking into it for this episode. Uh, I guess Rick Baker was the first choice, but I guess he was either busy doing something or they just decided to go with Stan Winston instead. Hmm. It this, could be a lot of reasons. Yeah. Uh, it was actually nominated for an Academy Award for Best Makeup, but it lost to uh, Dick Tracy. You ever seen Dick Tracy? I've not. I just know about his comic history. I mean, I remember when the movie came. I mean, I vaguely remember after the movie was released because I remember like seeing the VHS and stuff and there was some hype around Dick Tracy and then that's it that's all I got that's weird okay maybe it didn't maybe it didn't have a musical maybe I'm wrong I I think I'm I'm thinking of something oh no it was it was a theatrical ballet adaptation oh Joe that's entirely different back in 2005 (laughs) that could be very interesting theatrical Ballet. Ballet with scissors. Oh my god. Hey, listen. Safe. It's it's not really running, it's more prancing, so it's not quite the same thing. Don't run with scissors. Nobody says don't prance with scissors or ski or slide or gallop, trot. Could you imagine though the person playing Edward and the person playing what what's her name? Kim. Kim. Uh, Kim. Like Run, like not running toward each other, but dancing toward each other, and he puts his arm out and like stabs her or something. Pales her. her no. Oh. <laughs> oh lord. That's not safe. Excitement. I, I mean, you gotta have excitement somewhere. We well, have murder, death, MDK, bitches. Just not. No. <laughs> murder, death, just, kill. Just a flesh wound. Just but a flesh wound. There's another Keep random. Your arm. There's another random fact about this movie. Uh, in 2008, the Hallmark Channel purchased the television rights to this movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like an odd play, Hallmark, but go ahead. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> it got right. uh, it got sequel comics, which of course it did. Why did why do we need sequel when? comics for Edward Scissorhands? No one will know. And they made a fun little commercial that was kind of like a sequel to this back during Super Bowl 45 where it was Winona Ryder back as Kim, you know, much later. And Timothy Chalamet played Ed's like their kid. And he's got the scissor hands too. And there's, <laughs> she's trying to like teach him how to, it was a Cadillac commercial. <laughs> of course. Way to go. Fucking Cadillac. <laughs> nothing tells, nothing makes, makes me think, man, I want a luxurious car than a man with scissors for hands. Yeah. That's uh that's all the fun behind the scenes stuff. Put it, I don't know. Oh, wait, we didn't talk up. about the budget and all that. It had a $20 yeah, million dollar budget and made $86 million worldwide box office. So, you know, it's a good it turn on investment. Multiple times its budget. 
It's deemed a success. And I'm glad we didn't get a, a sequel for this because I don't think. Oh, we thank it. God. That, what could you do with well, Why wasn't there a fucking television series? The Adventures of Edward Scissorhands and him and his like antics with scissors. Have you ever seen the drawings? Look them up. No. They're actually really cool. Like very like it's that very gothic look to them. It's a, it's Tim like, Burton's drawings. Like if, you, if like you've that. ever seen. um, No, like his original drawings from when he originally drew Ed back when he was a kid or a teenager. Really oh, cool. I'll stick, I'll stick to my salad fingers. Thank you. <laughs> rusty spoon. <laughs> yeah, I like you. my rusty spoon. Oh my God, that show. Oh. <laughs> salad fingers is so weird. Love salad fingers. Burl weird. So weird. All right, are we ready to jump into this plot? I think let's, so. Let's, oh, right. yes. let's do this. So the movie opens to a gothic castle tour. While Danny Elfman's beautiful score plays through this hallway. I love it. Everything about this. Fantastic. We then get a really, I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about this, but the effects, the the makeup effects on Winona Ryder to make her look old was really weird. I mean, I get it was 1990 and she was only 19 when this movie was made. So. Counter argument. Yeah. Movie made a right around the same time that has better old people effects. Um, Gary Oldman in Dracula. Yes. We're going to cover that someday. Just let you know. That has titties in it. And it's got Winona <laughs> Ryder in did. it. Oh, shit. This almost did. Yeah, Winona Ryder is in that, oh, too. God. And Keanu Reeves' terrible accent. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa there, Dracula. Don't suck my blood, man. <laughs> That's exactly how I envision. I love Keanu Reeves, by the way. <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> I love him. I'm sorry, That's but good. it's so funny. Oh Jesus! So yeah, so old lady Winona Ryder uh, tucks her. I thought it was her grandson. It looked like a boy, and then it's a different angle. It was a, it was a girl. I was like, oh shit! I had to cross it out. Uh, tucks her granddaughter into a massive bed. This bed is fucking huge. Does she sleep in it too? Does Kim sleep in this bed? Oh my god! You like six people. You feel like you're just getting eaten by it. Like oh hell, it's literally like this tiny head in this massive bed. Like what is happening? Did you not see her at the end? All you could see was her head. She's like so cushy. It just slowly absorbs her into it. Help me! Get me the rope, Grandma. She gets the winch. I can't feel my arm. Turned into a completely different movie. Oh Lord! And she tells a bedding, <laughs> and she Please tells the happen. story of Edward. We get a really cool sky view of the town and the mansion on the hill, which are all done in miniatures. You can definitely tell that's not the yeah. real town, but it, it looks great, anyways. And then um, you meet Peg. She's an Avon lady because she knocks on Helen's door. She's like Avon calling. It's like yes. oh. I love this conversation because. Peg is trying to sell it on a new product. And she's like, well, what about if the, some of the old stuff and Helen just goes, Peg, you know, I've never bought anything from you. Right. She's like, I know. Bye Helen. <laughs> just slams the door in her face. <laughs> That's what they had to do. Oh, and then we, yep. And then we meet horny housewife Joyce, who's just majorly flirt, like trying to get in the uh, repairman's pants. And you notice that all of her clothes are see-through by the way, you can always see her underwear and her bra every time. Like in her, like she's got like the green pants, but she's got like pink. I was like, this woman is weird, man. I will say this as much as like I noticed that sign of stuff. Didn't even pay attention to it in this movie at all. I'm just like, 
I just thought it was like it just it adds to her the the way her character is. It just like makes sense to her character. And she always wears a light colored shirt with a black bra. Not even Gatorade could touch the level of thirst this lady has. Oh lord, she is thirsty, bro. (laughs) No shit. She needs a Gatorade like the ones they put on the sidelines at a football game. She needs that much Gatorade. Oh my. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, she does. She's to swim in that shit. Um. Ma'am, how long have you been divorced? Long oh, oh, divorced? I think she she's is. with the one dude. Well, yeah, oh. was that her husband? Was that the guy? I was that her so. man? Yeah, and she's just she's just around messing that's, with everybody. That's Damn. right because Victor mentioned it. Um, so later so weird. when in the salon <laughs> where she's trying to. Oh yeah, Ugh, and he's. Shit. Rape's right, bro. Well, no, he runs He runs out, and Victor's like, what's your husband going to think? I didn't even think about that. Well, I realized that when it came in, like, I, I got a feeling it was like, they were both, like, the really attractive people in school, and, like, she kept up with it, but he didn't, and he just stopped giving a shit. He's like, I got her, so who cares? Yeah. Yeah, she's horny as hell, man, and she's really pissed oh, off when, when Peg comes to the door, you know, trying to sell her Avon. Huh? She's worse than you. What? What? No. Exactly. The guy, her <laughs> husband, her husband either just does not care or just doesn't have a dick left at this point. She probably just stripped the bark off that tree. Yo, Jesus. It's sore down there. I need to put some hydrogen peroxide in that thing. Hydrogen um, peroxide? What are you doing? Shit. You got to make sure you, you got to make sure you clean that bitch real good. You got to feel that stain. <laughs> uh, Pegs, <laughs> she's not doing so well with her uh, Avon stuff you know nobody nobody cares and so at Mordor sex toys fucking joyce would buy her the fuck out <laughs> yeah seriously she is in she the wrong loaded. business in this neighborhood uh she, i love how she walks by esmeralda's house she's the very religious one and she just doesn't she's like yeah i'm good <laughs> just keeps walking yeah. no kid don't then on that. she gets in her car she's all defeated and she looks up at the very out of place mansion on the hill just surrounded by darkness she's like why not? Let's go up there. That's what I would have thought. She gets up there, and of course the gate's down, so she's like, let me just drive on in. Yep. She gets there, yeah. she sees all the beautiful like bush animals. What are these called? What are these fucking things called? Topiaries. Yeah, Topiary stompers. Thank you. I'm like, are they... Yeah. I couldn't think of it. But they're amazing. I love it from The Shining. The, yes. The book. Yeah, they the, talk about those too. all the time. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, they're they're everywhere. They're amazing. She's in awe. She goes up to the house. She knocks. No one answers. So she just walks in. That's I swear to God, some if some person knocks at my door and I don't answer, and they just walk in my house. I'm drop kicking them in the face. I will drop kick them in the face. I mean, we carry. So I'm not, I mean, I hit them with something, I, but it probably wouldn't be my yeah. foot or my fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. Castle walls, uh, I'll be there someday. Um. Yes. But yeah, she just walks in. She's like, all right, yeah, make yourself at home. And she's just like, Avon calling. Hello. I mean, the this- whole interaction between her her moving her mirror to see the house to the whole end of this scene, it's just one big poor decision. Yes, absolutely. It's all pegs fault. This whole movie app. Actually happened. Just leave. It's Ed all up there. illegal. 
Other than her moving her mirror, it's all illegal. Kidnapping, breaking like, and I just, entering. I found I this mean, boy who's actually a man. He's a man child. He's a man with knives for hands. Freddy Krueger? No. Um, no, no, different. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, she uh, and also she walks into this house and doesn't shut the door behind her. Like, bitch, it's cold. Like, <laughs> That's rude. Like, what? What are you doing? You don't know if somebody doesn't live here or somebody's dead. And where was the skeleton? Did Ed actually get rid of the body? As you later find out, him. the inventor dies, and it's like, where's the body at? We probably just ate him. Or he like chops him up with his scissor hands and just buries him, like little hot dogs. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> a crisis? So yeah, she wanders the house. She's looking for somebody. And then she hears, of course, somebody scurrying upstairs. So she's got to follow it. She finds Ed, like, kind of huddled in a corner. She's like, come on out there, son. And he's got his knife. She's like, whoa there. Back up there, son. Stand <laughs> down. Drop the I weapons. I can't. They're my fucking hands. Well, we get that exact <laughs> know, situation in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> pull and over again, officer. We can't pull over any further. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. That's why I thought. Damn it. Uh, go ahead. God, I God, I can't wait to cover Super Troopers. Fuck. Mother of God. Uh, mother. Oh, Do you so boys cool. like Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to Edward Scissorhands. Um, so many quotes. <laughs> it's. Okay. I cannot wait to cover that movie. Um, Ed has a rough time on the. Uh, oh, actually, before that, she asked why his face is all scarred up. You know, like, because he has fucking scissors on his hands. You Like, I would have done the same. I probably would have cut my dick off by then. Like, oh, no. <laughs> How does he go pee? I, I don't know. He doesn't. But here's the thing like, real. I want it for one, he's it's never really fully described like how the inventor created him which did we need it maybe not but i kind of needed some explanation of like what because in later on the inventor literally looks at the the device with the knives that is chopping up all the vegetables and is like i'm gonna make a a man knife guy yeah but that's it and you're like okay Sure. There's, there's, that should not be your biggest hang up about this movie, but carry on. <laughs> We're still early, Dan. We're still early. I know, uh, I know. I know. So she's like, you know what? You seem to be all by yourself. Because she asks, like, do you have a mom? And then he's like, do you have a dad? And he's like, I did. But I ate him. Yeah. No, 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 no. you're going to stay up here there, guy. And so she decides to take him home. Uh, he has a rough time on the car ride home. Every time, like, he tries to do something, he, like, at first, he like throws his hand in front of Peg's face. She's like, "Wow, <laughs> watch though. Got to keep those things at bay here. I don't feel like dying today." And of course, you get the everyone sees them driving, and the whole neighbor, like all the neighbors, like drop what they're doing to go. Like, oh, we got a call. Bunch of fucking clucking hands and shit. Oh, absolutely. I got none better to do because they're housewives, which is unfortunate. I mean, no, 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 anybody. Unless they choose to be, you should be forced to be at home to take care of a house, whatever. I'm not saying they are. I just, it, it, I know it's customary at the time. What's the style? It was the, time, it was the period of Does time. Does this movie take place in the 50s or the 60s? No, this, take, this movie takes place in the late 70s or very early 80s based on the automobiles that are present. Okay. But it still was a, that. Right. It's the, 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 the woman stays home to yes. take care of the house and the man goes and works. Um, yes. Yeah. 
Which is dumb. She's driving a 73 or 74 Duster, by the way. Plymouth Duster. I got a pension in it. I know it's a lot of cars in this movie. There's a few fucking gems. I was like, oh shit. There's all kinds of cars. That's one of my, it's close to my favorite cars. So I had to mention this one. So yeah, everybody's got to go in and gossip about who's with Peg. She, she cheated on her husband? What's happening? And uh, yeah, Peg Peg brings him into the house. He's like, this is your new house. Person I just met 10 minutes ago. And then she shows the shows him the pictures of, of the family, shows her the uh, bill, which is her husband, played by Alan Arkin. Then you have um, what's the what's the son's name? Little Timmy shit ass. No. I don't know. His name. Uh, Kevin. Kevin. He was fine at the beginning part. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, and then Kim, played by one or other. Uh, she's away though. She's off camping with her boyfriend and some friends, so we're not going to see her for a little bit. And Ed checks out. Ed gets put into Kim's bedroom where she has a water bed because a dude who has knives for hands should fucking sleep in a room with a water bed. It's, it's why would you <laughs> go ahead? And then she's just like, here's some clothes there. Guy who has no fingers. Get dressed. And why was why was the first instinct to not be like, OK, we're going to put you up somewhere. Let's put you in the basement. Not let's put you in our daughter's room. Yeah. It's a very, very weird situation. Peg is Peg is at she fault for most of the stuff that happens in this movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, she see, I has a, in the first place, so yeah. Yeah, she's, exactly. She's to blame. Yeah, he seemed pretty happy. Um, maybe a little sad. He was all by himself up there, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So he has a hard time getting dressed. She helps him out. You get the the whole thing, you know, with him cutting some of the clothes. Like he's like he's got the the suspenders. He accidentally cuts them, and she fixes it. The ladies have a corner of the, the fucking neighborhood that they meet at. They're like, we got we to gotta gossip here. And they all hang out in front of Peg's house. They're all in front of Peg's house. And then when all the husbands start coming home from work, they all scatter back to their house. Like oh, it's time to go home. Exactly. Oh, shit. It's like cockroaches. The roast is going to burn. <laughs> got to go uh, home. I mean. And uh, the Jesus lady, as I call her in my notes, she just watches on in like disgust. Oh, the devil. It's dinner time, and there's really no proper introductions between Bill and the rest of the family and Ed. It's just Ed's there, and he's having a hard time. I was like, for one, how is Ed having such a hard time eating when he literally could just bloop, 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 bloop? He's like trying to use the utensils, or he's trying to like do two things. I'm like, oh my god, you've had hands, you have you have scissors for hands, and you don't know how to use them. How long have you been alive, Ed? But I wonder if he has ever had a legitimate meal like this. But does he doesn't even need to eat? But he doesn't. He doesn't know that. He, he doesn't know what's he going he's on. I think I'm he's a real boy. I think he is just <laughs> trying because he sees a monkey. See monkey do. He's not seen this, so he's like, "Ooh, I want to. I want to experience this too." And he's can't because well, you also get scenes of. In later in the movie, the inventor like teaching him like etiquette. So like he's trying to teach him like proper, you know, dining. He probably did teach him proper dining, used utensils or whatever, or explained can't. it to him. He, he probably couldn't like figure it out. Yeah. She all. That's what he can do. The next day, the husbands leave, or at least you see a lot of cars leave because you find out Bill stays home. Um, and Peg is trying to like 
touch up Ed's face with all of like the Avon products, but it just doesn't work. And you constantly see Ed throughout the movie giving himself new cuts. Is that, is that yeah. pretty much how they all come to be? And um, after that, he goes outside where Bill is kind of trimming the hedges. You got uh, Kevin and his friend up listening to the baseball game, I think it was. And yeah, so. Ed comes out and he just starts going ham on this hedge. And he creates a di- this massive dinosaur hedge out of a hedge that's not even remotely as tall as this dinosaur, but somehow <laughs> created it. I'm like, all right. That makes Magic. A lot of no sense. Um, and all the ladies are super nosy. But f- first, you have Jesus Lady who just walks into their backyard. And she's like, he's from hell. He's a spawn of Satan. Ah! He's like, get the fuck out of here, Esmeralda, you weirdo. Don't, mind Don't you have a hunchback to hang out with? I know Tradam. <laughs> well, that's a good poll. That's a good poll. That's a good poll. It's like, don't mind her, Ed. She said the same thing about the Maytag man last week. <laughs> I missed that line. That was funny. Uh, yeah. So oh, she, didn't, I was, oh, that, I no, she doesn't say that. I thought she said that. No, I just she made, made you believe it. <laughs> no, I'm glad it was convincing. So, yeah, all the ladies from the neighborhood, they knock on the door. They're like, oh, you know, you got to introduce your friend. So you got to have a barbecue. And she's like, I, I do. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to bring my freaking. What was it? As uh, oh. uh, ambrosia salad. Yeah. <laughs> it, looks, it sounds terrible. It probably tastes terrible. It's it just terrible. All around. Doesn't this just scream? Like, I, I know these like this group of women just like reminds me of like HOAs. And like certain like ha- place where you, like yeah certain um, subdivisions and stuff you have like HOAs. There's only certain things you can do, and you got to do this, and you got to do this. This yeah. just reminds me of. Cause see, that's Ambrosia's town, and I, I think it looks disgusting. It looks like ass. It looks awful. It's is that a fucking marshmallow? It's there is marshmallow, in it, I think. Yeah. It's Why the fruit cocktail, pineapple, grapes, marshmallows, and then I don't know what. It I doesn't think it, sound it, terrible when you describe what's in it, but like just looking at it, it looks like vomit. But I, I think would, it's like cream cheese or something. Yogurt. Oh no. Oh, that one says yogurt. Okay, I, just it's, eat all these things separate. They're yeah. fine apart. Don't yeah. put them together. I'm not like, you know what sounds really good right now? I like macaroni and cheese, and I like ice cream, and I like fucking bacon. I'm not going to like throw them all in a dish together. Ooh. Or, man, that ramen slash pot roast went together really well. Actually, it might. <laughs> fuck. That ramen just, pot roast. If you, just, <laughs> if you made pot roast and just put ramen noodles, no seasoning, just threw it in the pot roast. But you've seasoned your... Po- oh, gosh. You're making me hungry. That could be good. That could no, be awesome. Because you get, you get like a noodle with it. Oh, anyway, go ahead, sir. I got some I'm Chinese sure. left over about to eat after this. Um, Ed has a flashback. He's going to rip that ass apart. <laughs> <laughs> He's... Uh... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how Ed has a flashback to this because he wasn't even created yet. But um, we go back up to the mansion where the, the inventor is watching... Holiday cookies be made and the school like Rue Goldberg machine and little walkie cookie cutters. Yeah, really cool. And they get they get like uh they get caught. So you see like them dragging like their feet. They get like yeah. two cookies out of like this huge thing of dough. It's like that's wasteful. But that's you know, <laughs> they can't do anything because they're like barely hitting and then so like floppy. <laughs> Visually that does look very interesting. That's fits the aesthetic of the movie. Yes. And, and 
he gets to the the device that is chopping up all the vegetables, and he's like, ooh, I have an idea. Cuts back to the present where the barbecue is going on, and Joyce has the hots for Ed, and it's weird as fuck because her husband's there. At least you think it's her husband. It's never really clear. It really is a question. Joyce, if she... I was tapping your arm. I'm not like you where you beat me. You're just like, oh, pop, 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 pop. Hey, damn! Like, oh, not again, upper, wife. I don't want to explain the bruises. Uppercut to the... <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So if, hypothetically, if Joyce ended up having sex with Edward, is that no different than riding the dryer or washing machine or a symbiote machine or symbiote machine or symbian machine? Symbian machine, that's the word. Is that no different? You think he has settings? Like... Does he have a penis? Here's the thing. Does he have a penis? I mean, probably. It's probably like a blender. Does he have setting? He probably does. There's like, there's like, uh, quick dry, gentle. No, it's got multiple. It's got multiple functions. So he can do the normal deed, but also it has vibrating functions. So like, he could, you know, I don't. I'm. That's as far as I'm going with that. He he, He has two spin cycles. He could give her the one. He give her the old half half. By the way, everybody, we are not a show for children. Please don't have your kids listen to our show. Please. Neither and frankly, neither is this movie. That's because there's a lot of lusty ladies. So I know it's it's PG thirteen, but then we've got our our oldest. He's like, they can't do that. Uh, I was like, don't worry, there's no booba. Like, don't everybody go freaking out. It comes close. Um, But yeah, I did, just so everybody knows. I did not come close at all during this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. Joyce Joyce didn't do anything for me. Um, Ed gets fed up, uh, gets fed by all the ladies, and in actuality, Johnny Depp threw up a bunch of times because he actually was getting force fed a bunch of food and it cost him to throw up a couple times. Really? This. Yeah. Damn. So, like, legit. Okay. Okay. And it's so oh, great. Oh, go ahead. I, I kind of get that. Okay. So, my dad had um, carpal tunnel surgery when I was in high school, and mom had to help because he had it on both hands. Oh, God. That's so at the same time. He's like, I want to get it done. Yeah. I was like, so mom had to feed him and he would get like, you know, five or six bites in. He's like, I'm done. So I can, I can see why you don't eat at the same rate as you would if you're feeding yourself. So I can right. see, I can see yeah. why. I mean, That'd be annoying. You see the spoon, how big of a spoonful she took of that fucking ambrosia nastiness. Oh, that's, I, it was I huge. I would have thrown up just from that by itself. I, I've tried it. I don't know who made it or what they put in it. It didn't look like that. What I just looked up, but it was disgusting. And I've also had snicker salad, which is apple. It's whipped cream, apple, green apples, and snickers. Why? Just eat them apart. That's another. Why? I'm like, why would you put this together? And it's okay. You add everything together and make weird fucking concoctions. No one asked for. Yeah, you know who does it? Fucking white people. I guarantee it. Yeah. White people are so West, stupid. So. I know, like we're bored. Let's just mix shit God, together. We're so stupid. Um, I love the whole thing though, where the where Bill comes up and I can't remember what he says, but Ed still has food in his mouth and he's just like, "I thought these were shish kebabs," and he's like, "What?" He's like, "I thought these were shish kebabs." He's like, no, Ed, it's just a figure of speech. <laughs> I can't remember I what he says. 
You gotta learn to stop taking things so literally. Yes, that's what he says. Uh, he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we then get another flashback where the scientist is reading um, a very boring book, and I love how he even admits to it. He's like, yeah, this, this is boring. Let's read some poetry. And Ed is in pieces, and he's all clean cut, too. Like he doesn't have the crazy hair he has later on in the movie. And, um, yeah, Ed, Ed seems pretty happy. This is where he teaches him how to smile. He's like, very awkward. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we meet Jim, Kim, Flim, and Flam. Uh, I don't know yeah. the other fucking characters' names, the friends. And yeah, nobody uh, cares. in his cool <laughs> flame van, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice flame van, man. You're the coolest guy in the neighborhood. <laughs> We, we gotta get our own van, bro. Yeah, we gotta get. Our, yeah, what the fuck, Jim? That's so important. Oh man. So Kim, yeah. So Kim is home from camping, and this conversation is so fucking weird. So Kim is like, of course, her parents aren't as crazy, I guess. So like, she doesn't tell them she's coming home early. It's like, I'm at, like, if your kid came home early from something and they just came out, they just came home. Would you be mad at them for not like letting you know beforehand they were coming home I early? Would, I would like to have known. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that, but like. If they just like if he just came home and it's like, hey, I came home early, I'd be like, all right, glad you're home. Yeah, like I'd be like, everything okay? You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Ask like those questions. But like, if they, like, it's when they come, it's when they're not home when you when they're supposed to be. That's when you're like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. shit. But yeah. like, Where you at? Jim's dad, I guess, is a piece of garbage, and that's why Jim is a piece um, of garbage. Yeah, because he we don't ever see Jim's dad, do we? Nope. Okay, you just hear about him a lot, and so. Yeah, he just talks about how his dad just like, well, like gets mad at him. It's the stupidest things and doesn't let him use anything in the house that says he has like his own room with all of his fun toys. And yeah, she uh, Kim gets home and, you know, she's, you know, getting she comes into a room like any like, you know, you go to your room. You don't you shouldn't have to like, well, is anyone in here? Someone I don't know. I'm going to start getting undressed now. Yeah. And she finds Ed, and Ed gets scared, and he just really? literally punctures so many holes into that water bed and explodes. Yeah. I'm gonna take a shower. Yeah, yeah. So they then bring him to the basement, which is like Dan said, should have been the first thing they did. Should have never went yeah. into Kim's room. Should have always went to the <laughs> basement. And and Bill is just he just he's a guy, an older guy who doesn't understand women at all. I mean, no man does. But uh, he talks about how teenage girls, teenage girls are crazy. They have the gland thing. That's what makes them crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Jim? It's like a guys, weird way of saying about their talk about their periods, but they just he just doesn't know how to talk about it. Guys, I mean, there's still men that know, think that women can turn that shit off. And it's, it's boy, do I wish I could. Uh, well, stuff. I was say men also have the gland thing. That's why they want to put their dick in every hole possible. Very, very, very true. Um, we do. So yeah, Kim gets properly introduced to Ed, but um, Bill gave him a little bit of some really strong alcohols. And uh, what is that? Lemonade. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We'll talk about the next scene. But it's Ed. Yeah. Ed is fucking done, and he claps right in front of Kim. Because then, yeah, the next day he goes over to Joyce's house to do some maintenance, like to do some landscaping, and she brings out actual lemonade, and he like is like lemonade, no. I don't want it. Yep. Vomit. Kevin brings Ed for show and tell, which to be honest, I 
didn't remember this. I didn't remember the scene happening when like, oh, yeah. other viewings. Like I completely, I must have just completely blocked this out of my mind because I'm like, oh, Here's he actually does. Because he mentions it earlier. He's like, mom, can I bring Ed to the show and tell? Yeah. And I thought that was it. I don't remember the actual show and tell part, but uh, he does. He brings him for show and tell. He cuts up all the the cool things with the paper, and that's that's about it for that. Uh, Kim's boyfriend sucks, as we talked about earlier, Jim. Yes. For one, you got a boyfriend whose name rhymes with yours, so it's stupid. And yeah, and I was like, I feel this dude sucks because his dad sucks. And he like treats him like shit. And of course, like he that's the way he gets treated. So he's got to treat others like that, which isn't how it should be. But that's just the way Jim works. And uh, Jim (laughs) goes over for dinner and just a it's just a weird dinner. It's a whole thing about how, you know, Jim talks about how his dad bought all this stuff, but he can't use it. He won't help him buy a car. And Bill's like, well, yeah, he shouldn't. You should buy it. You could get a job, buy your own car. It'll, it'll mean more to you. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Ed is, um, he's doing some maintenance the next day. He's doing some maintenance on a, a hedge and a dog, a very hairy dog comes over and it's like, this dog looks great. How, how much worse can you make it? Well, he makes him look awful. And uh, he finds out he's really good at grooming. Why do people like their dogs looking like this? This is horrendous. This is dog abuse. All right? To make your dog look like... It looks horrible. And for one, it's not even the same breed of dog from the one he starts trimming to the one that shows up. Because the one that shows up is a poodle. And the other one that he cuts... I I don't know what the breed is, but it's not the same thing. (laughs) Okay. It's dumb. I can't stand stand that. And the people that paint their dogs oh, Lord. with the the dog safe hair dye i think it's dumb it's you do this to your dog, i think it's dumb you should be put in jail it's horrendous and uh yeah so but he finds out like everybody's like in love with now that now he can groom dogs so everybody brings their dogs to him he makes them all look terrible dog? yeah he, he makes them all look terrible <laughs> and then the and then joyce is like oh maybe you could cut my hair and he was like okay and then he gives them all the worst haircuts imaginable i'm like can we stop with this <laughs> this is horrendous. literally her haircut is like long on one side and short on the other and it's not coherent it looks like she's wearing a hat i don't know <laughs> it is a hat some Let's other ones looked like like uh R&B bit like they should be in an R&B group like it's just like okay. the strand of hairs that come full, like yeah, what is yeah. happening here I've seen worse it's, it's it's horrendous Peg finally gets to talk to the head of Avon which is such a great scene she like she's very like oh yes oh I never thought of that I could do it because she's still trying to figure out how to fix Ed's face she wants to help him out and it's just not working. She's literally like lathering this shit. It's like, it's not working. <laughs> when she first meets him, she's like dabbing him with a dry cotton ball. Like, what is <laughs> that going to do? She's like, well, make sure it's not infected. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're healed already. Like, yeah. it doesn't yeah. look like they're they're open yeah. at all. But she's like, yeah, she just takes the dry cotton ball. Like, you didn't put it on anything. What the hell? <laughs> you then notice that Ed is kind of falling for Kim. Pretty much since the first time he saw her picture, I think he's started to get feelings for her. He sees her kind of be affectionate with with Jim. And, you know, he kind of wants that. And I love it that Helen brings him to get his nail, his uh, blade sharpened at the like hardware store. (laughs) 
Mm. Hey, it works. Yep. I mean, how else are you supposed to keep them sharp? I the the funniest thing is that Kim goes home and Jim's with her, and they can't get in the house. She doesn't have a key. So Ed comes home and gets them into the house. And I love she's like, you need to sh- uh, after we leave, you need to shut it so that my mom doesn't know I was here. I was like, why does it fucking matter to your house? Yeah. Like Ed was just getting you into your house. Is very confusing. Very. Ed and Peg, they go on TV and he's asked very just weird questions. And I'm like, what? Why is this even in this? Like, this just didn't make sense. And then it's the whole thing where Jim is like making fun of him the whole time. Him and Kevin yep. are kind of cracking jokes about him. And Kim is finally like kind of turning. And, you know, she, she doesn't, you know, she she's trying to stand up for him. And Jim's just a dick. <clears throat> yeah. Hundred percent. The um the host asks like, "Is there a special lady in your life?" And he's just like, "Uh." And he accidentally touches the mic. It blows up. He kind of falls back. And Kim's like, "Stop it! He could have been hurt." <clears throat> Jim's like, uh, "I suck." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about right. <clears throat> so Joyce brings Ed to a potential a spot to open a new salon because, of course, Ed is great, and Joyce just wants to be around him and do weird things with him. And she starts seducing him. She's modeling smocks. And then, of course, she gets on top of him, tries to get with him. And then nothing happens. The chair falls over backwards and he like bails. You can't do that. But nothing happens. Yep. But she sucks. So she lies to the entire town saying that he he (laughs) messed around with her. Yeah. Here's. I'm not going to, I don't want to get into that. Joyce blows. Mm. All right. She fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah, she does. I mean, she blew something, but she I don't think she blew anything in this she situation. Could. She just sucks. Not that, not in that situation, no. but elsewhere. I'm probably she's trying. I'm sure uh, she has a little black book. Holy fuck. Ed meets Open up house. with the, this is, this is where you figure <laughs> out that Bill is just su- super oblivious. <laughs> Good. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that while you're taking a drink. This is when you figure out that Bill is super oblivious to everything. Because Ed shows up to the restaurant where they're having dinner, and Ed sits down, and 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 uh, Peg asks, like, "Hey, how was your day? What'd you what'd you do?" And he explains, and then he's like, "Yeah." And that's when Joyce took off all of her clothes, and everybody just kind of reacts to it, like, "What?" And Bill just keeps going with the conversation that he was already like engaged in without even realizing what was just said. Yeah, he talks to talks to Ed about yep. He talks to Ed about how they need to go to the bank to get a loan in order to open up the salon. Unfortunately, because Ed has no credit and just the usual stuff, he can't uh, he can't get a loan. And the funniest thing is that they open the vault and then they tell him that he can't get a loan. So they close the vault and then they have the two security guards like, no for yeah. you. <laughs> you ain't getting no money today, bitch. <laughs> Jim comes up with a plan to break into his own house to steal some of his dad's equipment to then sell to get money to buy a cool van like his friend flim flam i don't know like again i don't know what his friend's name is i like how you mentioned that because that i don't know because that's that was the first thing i really remember vincent price from was the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo and flim flam was a character in that (laughs) so that's this keep going love it they need ed though because he can you know, he can break in, he can, you know, break in with the locks. Mm-hmm. And so they, the plan comes all into fruition. They go to his house, they break in, they go to the room. 
and of course unlocks the room he gets in there and then the security like gets set off and ed gets locked in the room and they all and they all leave him and the very generic police show up it just says police on the side of the car <laughs> we don't know what town this is by the way this is nope, just not important. this is just nope it really isn't and uh this is where you get the scene where they undo this like they undo the security so ed is able to come out and that's when they're like you know put your hands up you know put the weapons down he's got his of course he's got his scissor hands up in the air and they don't they don't know that they're actually his hands until helen runs out well the whole neighborhood kind of runs out it's like those are his hands those are his hands they're not weapons and the cops is like okay jim is just continues to be a piece of shit he refrain uh, refuses to go back for ed because and the whole thing where he's just like like my dad he'll press charges he's like but you're his son he's like especially his son and i was like damn your dad sucks <laughs> yeah and then how I, also how do the cops not know who he is ed why, why why is everybody cool with this like nobody likes weirded out or nothing they're just like if there's a man with scissor hands in their town yeah yeah <laughs> nobody's just like okay i don't know we're gonna be famous i just confused how the cops don't know who he is yeah but all right ed doesn't tell him doesn't tell the cops like who set him up like like who was involved in the whole thing he kind of he doesn't say anything actually and he gets set free and I love the conversation between the cop and the like psychiatrist. Like Todd was like, "Oh, he's been secluded up there for so long, blah blah blah." And he's like, "Is he okay to be put out into the public?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he's fine." <laughs> and then just leaves. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Yep. Oh, don't worry about yeah, he's it. Fine. And this is also where you get Esmeralda kind of ranting. She's like, "I told you so. The devil's among us." You know, like, shut up, Esmeralda. Go home. Play your organ, you weirdo. Yeah, and uh, she actually plays. Oh, she's actually playing the organ herself. The actress who oh, plays is she? Well, yeah. there you go. I mean, nice. It's not like she was playing like some intricate fucking tunes on that thing. It was like, doo, 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 like wasn't like oh, so wasn't Indigata Indigata no. the Iron Butterfly. Dun 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 dun. You know, dun, every dun, time dun. I hear that song, I just think of the movie Freddy's Dead, the Final Nightmare. That song Bro, is played. Is it, that is song it? is played. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, one of the characters is a you know he smokes weed, so he you know, he likes the drugs and he he kind of like goes into his drug haze and that song starts to play. And that's when he meets Freddie. Uh, I was thinking, I think of the Simpsons episode where Bart convinces the, the church to play it, that it's a hymn. It's fucking, <laughs> I mean, that great. song was literally written by dudes who were so high on everything. That's why the song oh, makes yeah. no fucking sense. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, apparently she was playing. We three Kings. Yes, it, it says According it in the subtitles. It says it in the subtitles. To our subtitles, but it didn't sound anything like that. It didn't sound so like I don't anything. Know, I don't know what version she was. It just playing. sounded like like that. I think that was more of a song than what she was playing. I mean, she was playing something, but it was not We Three Kings. <laughs> just Pretty, saying. Well, I don't even know how. How does that song go? We Three Kings of Orion are bearing gifts we traverse so far, field and fountain, more and mountain. Listen to the actual song. You're just saying. <sighs> She's I'm not singing. singing. She's technically singing, singing for me. <laughs> I ain't singing. Break out them pipes, lady. <laughs> Kim is relieved to see Ed. Uh, Jim uses his harsh language towards Ed and Kim. And uh, Kim just tells him to fuck right off. She calls him a, She calls him the R word. And I was like, Jim, you just continue to be a piece of garbage. And I hate yeah. That. I'm like, don't, don't say that. I've had to tell people at work don't say that. I'm like, that's 
not Th- appropriate. This is where you get, I feel this movie would have been so much more fun if they turned this into a slasher where like Ed oh, gets fed oh and he no, wants, get- it would have been fun, man. Like, so like he gets pissed off after this exchange and he starts to cut things. Like he does the cool walk down the hallway where he runs his hands along the walls and then he like tears up the, 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 the bathroom and you're like, Oh man, is this where Ed's going to snap? And he's just going to find Jim and just murk him. Dude. No, they give him two years. We already got it with Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and Grinch. Just two years, and we'll have it. It'll just be scissor hands, or scissors. Like that'll be. The... I cannot wait for uh, the Grinch one, the Meteor Bean one. one. Oh, I yes. cannot wait for that. It looks shitty, but it's gonna be. So I gotta see no, if I can find a way to get a screener for that before it. Actually I want to see Cocaine Bear. Oh my god! I really looks hope so. Awesome. Fun, fun story about Cocaine Bear. So Elizabeth Banks, the director, actress. People know who Elizabeth Banks is. She's she's from my hometown. Like where I live is that's where she's from. So I really okay. want her to do a screening here. I would love it. Well, I might I mean, have you, should, just, like, you should get into that. Like, hey, I'd like to have a screener. Like, I would love to do a screener, like get with my local movie theater, be like, I'd love to do like a special like screener of cocaine bear. That'd be so So fun. when they talk about where the cocaine has dropped, that's like the next It's like Knoxville, Tennessee. Over. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah, I remember and that. I'm like I'm I was like, just there. Oh, we're absolutely covering that. Doesn't right. look like Knoxville, and then there's like a fountain, uh, not a fountain, but a a waterfall. Like, yeah, that's definitely not Knoxville. <laughs> well, it depends on what's it could be some of the national park, more towards Geberg. Yeah, it would be on this side. On the side, yeah. All right, Fuck cocaine those bear people. side tangent over. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's okay. I got it. I got excited <laughs> when they're like Knoxville, and I was like, when it just. I hated this because it like was such a cool scene, and then the very next scene is Bill like reprimanding Ed for tearing up the bathroom. And you're like, oh man, I wanted to see him snap, man. I wanted to see him like get fucking. Re- I mean, he does later in the movie, but uh, he gets taught a lesson. Just started here at dinner about it. For one, he talks about like the fact of like you know being responsible and like how much it's going to cost to fix the bathroom and stuff like that. And then he talks about the whole. You know, if you found money on the street, what would you do? And it's just like, I'd pick it up. I, I would, I would give it to my friends and family. It's like, no, I know that's what you think is. Right. I'm like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. You did this, Peg. I don't want to fucking hear it. All y'all's fault, damn it. Fuck. Peg started it. It is. God damn it. She brought him home. She kidnapped him. So Peg is gonna throw a Christmas party. But she's afraid no one's and the whole neighborhood's like, I don't know. I don't you think anyone's going to come? Aren't you kind of embarrassed about the events? She's like, why would I be embarrassed? Shit happens. Yep. And uh, she, yeah, she gets another haircut from uh, from Ed. And I love the whole thing where uh, Ed asks Kevin, it's like, hey, do you want to play? Was it rock, paper? It was a different game. It was very similar to what rock, paper, scissors. And he's like, no, Ed, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of always winning. <laughs> Cause he only has scissors. Yeah. Yeah. So Ed carves while Kim and Peg are setting up the Christmas tree and setting up the whole thing. Ed is outside somehow found the biggest block of ice possible and is carving a giant snow angel in the backyard. Where the fuck did he get this fucking block of ice? Where did it come from? That's what Victor asked later on. He's like, where's all this ice coming from? 
Where? It's a fair question. But it's this is where you get like that snow effect. So like anytime you see this movie and you see like, oh, it snows in this movie. No, it doesn't actually snow. It's all this the, the, the ice shavings snowing down on Kim as she dances in her yard. And then, of it's course, sweet, though, uh, at the, is, because at the end, I mean, it's just. At this time, it's not sweet, but at the end, it's sweet. Yeah. Ed notices Kim's there. He comes down from the ladder and accidentally slices her hand. Jim is comes into the backyard at that exact moment and is like, you son of a bitch. And I'm like, Jim, are you kidding me, bro? What are you doing? At this time, he's just a stalker. Yeah, because he's she like tells him earlier, I don't love you anymore, Jim. Get out of here. I don't know why I didn't that accent. Um, no, it's fine. I, I, I'm down with it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so Jim kind of get at it. I live in Western Mass. We don't have a (laughs) we don't have a cool like really ridiculous accent like Bostonians. 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 Oh man, we're really getting somewhere else. Uh, Jim. Yeah, so Jim confronts Ed. He kind of causes him to (laughs) run away. Jim continues to suck. And this is when Ed rages. He cuts off all of his clothes. He's back to his like fucking Hellraiser outfit. And he gets the cops called on him because he's going around destroying all of his like hedge. The topiaries. 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 the leg off the ballerina. He fucking fucking slashes somebody's tire. You're like, damn it. Rude, man. And it's not just a slash. It's a. (laughs) He stabs it and he's just like he, he gets stuck. He's like, oh no! <laughs> I love it though. We're just <laughs> uh, like I'm calling the cops. Yeah, because he slash he cuts the leg off of her ballerina. Oh, I so think funny. it's I think hers is the ballerina. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, calling like, the cops. Yeah, she's like, oh Edward, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> like she's so sweet in the beginning, and she's like, damn it, you. Messed up my lawn. Again, Bill is just oblivious to everything. He's up on the... How long has he been up on this roof? It's sun. The sun is blazing when he's starting, and it's dark as fuck. And he's still up there, and he's singing his song, and he's oblivious to everything. He sees the fight, and I love how Ed, like, wanders out, and he's just like, Hey, Ed! Where are you going? (laughs) And that's it. And then he comes down, and Kim's just like, Dad, you gotta go help find him. Or no, it's, uh, Peg's just like, oh, honey, we'll come inside. Dad, Dad finds like, yep, I'll, I guess I'll go get him. <laughs> he doesn't have no idea why he left. <laughs> I'm like, Bill, he's, where are you right now, buddy? He's the dad from um, uh, Christmas Vacation. Shoot. Oh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, with all the decorations on their house, like that—that's him. He's, he's rolling the fake snow out on the roof. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's only, six hours of Christmas decorations. If only Chevy Chase in real life was as fun as the characters he plays on screen. I digress. Um. Yes. Agreed. We then get another. Uh, Ed goes home, and Kim's the only one there. And they have a cold conversation. Don't remember the full extent of the conversation, but we get oh, another okay. flashback. Yeah, they kind of hug it, and then he kind of... I think he's telling her about him finding the scientist dead, or like the scientist dying, because like the scientist, he gives him, he's like, Ed, I have a surprise for you, and he gives him rubber hands. I'm like, what are those supposed to do? 
I wasn't going to do shit. Where is he putting these things? And um, you get the whole thing where, of course, the the scientist collapses and dies. And Ed, I love the whole thing where Ed's scissor hands go through the hands, which I thought was a really cool touch. Chop him up. I know Victor's like, did he die? I'm like, I don't know. It's never stated. Does he die? Yeah, he dies. 100%. Which I mean, you you figure it well, out. Well, it's, it says in the movie early that he dies because he just says he goes away. But at this scene, he at this scene. But he came yeah. in after the whole story, so he's like, "Does he die?" I'm like, "That's your discretion." Did he die? You know, <laughs> I think you he fucking in? burped him in his like, sleep. Did you come in at this the halfway point of the movie and you figure this out? Like, you know, yeah. So. Jim makes his drunk friend drive to, to Kim's house. Responsible. He is, oh, and Jim is a fucking douche. And the fact that his friend does whatever he says pisses me off. I'd be like, get seems out of my a, van, bro. Seems to be a lot of people that do that with him. But his friend's like, is this a good idea? He's like, I've been drinking, you know. Well, yeah, he was like, I, I feel like I, I, I don't feel good. I think I've, I feel like I have to throw up. And like Jim's back there taking swigs of, of of liquor himself and he's like we got to go to kim's and of course it's like that generic just over re- overdone drunk driving where he's literally mm-hmm. like ah, 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 like and of course is the the time that kevin who's at a friend's house he's going home and ed notices uh the the, the van swerving down the road and kevin crossing the street and ed saves him but like as ed is trying to see if he's okay he's cutting him because he has scissors for hands and everybody's like, get off of your hurt again. Oh, my God. I was like, holy shit. This town is so stupid. And it's all your fault, Peg. Yep, it's all Peg's fault. Yeah, it all stems all, back yeah, to Peg. all her fault. Her oh, and her Lord. Avon. She needed to make them sales that go for the month. Jim confronts that again, and he gets sliced in the arm pretty bad. And that's when Ed, I love what the cop shows up. And this, this shot makes me laugh. It's Ed running down the street and the cop car driving at like 10 miles an hour behind him. <laughs> and everybody's running toward running to. I'm like, you guys can outrun that cop car at this point. Oh, you know, it's hilarious. Anytime. And yeah, they get to the end of the street. The cop kind of goes in there. Doesn't he kind of I think he just kind of was like, yeah, stay in there. I think he shoots up in the air a few times. <laughs> yep, and, that's uh, good. Come out. And Joyce is the first one to go. Is he dead? I like, fuck you, Joyce. That's like the as, as just going to throw this out there for people that don't know, firing a weapon directly in the air is extremely irresponsible and dangerous because those weapons, those projectiles, have to come down and they can injure and kill people. Well, but you know, he it's doesn't not an angle. acceptable thing to do in real life. You're telling he me that they don't just in, in, like they just don't disappear in the air like you would expect them from movies. Well, I will say just just in case there's somebody out there that doesn't know how that bit of physics works because they watch movies like oh okay that's I can be in this county before yeah you just, just saying just don't that's not advisable and not to mention that's not good police work like you don't just like discharge a firearm random like don't come out don't you ever come back in my fucking yard you know like you're chasing <laughs> coyotes or some shit to keep running or something yeah it's yeah i was like what okay yes. so yeah the the cop's like yeah he's gone you know not to worry about him and the the town's kind of like, yeah, we're gonna go up to the mansion and make sure. After the cop tells them all to go home, yeah. 
We're going to be extra white about this and go check it out. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they... I mean, there's no people of color in this goddamn town. Except Except for the cop. cop. Except for the cop. You're right. He was too smart. He was like, I ain't going to chase him up to that haunted ass. They've already been white people about it. Oh, yeah. A lot of poor decisions. I'm sorry. If you see a a bear on cocaine, don't go after it. (laughs) No, you should have backed off. So Kim finds Ed with Soda's gym and they fight. And uh yeah, you kick one owner rider. I I hope you die. And Jim does. He kicks her right in the stomach. I was like, mm, 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 mm. no, 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 Jimmy, you're gonna die now. And Ed gets fed up, stabs him in the stomach, and tosses him out the window. And I was like, Ed just flat out murders but- someone. You you forget when the roof collapses on Ed, Ed and yeah. he comes back, and is, does Ed tackle Jim or does Jim tackle Ed? Jim, and, Jim. I think Jim is always like the upper hand, like he always is doing. But Kim grabs his hand and like and threatens him with it. Yes, and threatens him. Says mm-hmm. if you don't stop it, I'm gonna kill you. And right. I'm like, yes. Yeah, that was really good, and I love how like Ed is like looking at her, like, what are you doing? But then, like, when he sees Jim, like, Jim is kind of like, uh, and then she swipes it out. Like, he kind of pushes it away, and that's when he kicks her. Yes. And Ed's like, oh, no, brother. And he no, just, you didn't. He Freddy Krueger's his ass and yes. fucking throws him out the window. And you're like, he just straight up murdered him. He yeah, murdered a, like, he murdered a like, child. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he didn't stab you that much. You're just being a baby about it. And I'm like, um, you see blood on, like, three inches of his blade. So I'm pretty sure. Where he stabbed him was pretty close right. to his the rib cage right there. He stabbed him through the diaphragm, which you're fucking. Yeah, you're done. You're done. So you don't get medical attention. The town shows up. Kim gives Ed a, a kiss and tells him she loves him, which is kind of weird since I've only known each other for like a week. And really, like, okay. Um, Kim tells the town he's dead because she conveniently finds. A Freddy glove inside Extra the house. Hands. Yeah, just like, look at I found his head. He's dead. And I was like, that's convenient. He was just right there by the door. And I found this old brown hat in there. It says Fred Krueger on it. What does it mean, <laughs> Mom? Tell me what it means. Didn't we recently watch a movie? We, didn't we recently cover a movie where people fell in love in like two seconds? Yeah, sure, probably. I don't remember. One of our recent covers like you know like not surprised anymore that people fall in love in like 0.2 seconds yeah the the, the thing about this movie is it advertises like this kind of love story between kim and ed where it only lasts like 15 minutes in this movie that is literally the duration of their story of them <clears throat> getting close because like Kim finally stand like I'd understand if she like just turned and like stood up for him and like became his friend but the fact like they she falls in love with him it just kind of that is that is the I, I agree with you Dan the end of this movie is very weak and they just they tried to do something that just didn't land I like they're trying to do like an homage to the original Frankenstein See that's oh, really? how it felt. That's what I felt like it may have been going for. That's but that's how you kind of feel when she's telling the story in the beginning of him making a man, and I'm like, it's Frankenstein, but in a darker. Does it kill kids? Well, that was. But I know Frankenstein didn't mean to. 
It's a lur- it's it's like this thing. It it's it's a lighter Frankenstein because he's brought into a world he doesn't understand with you know social codes and laws and ethics that we as people who live in the society kind of know but he doesn't and it's kind of him going through yep. that adventure but really weird with fruit salads and rape and it's but just it's, fucking on it's like the movie with uh brendan fraser where he's underground oh, oh uh, back or um, blast, from the, blast from the past blast from the past yes yeah. blast from the past yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like that except for i i know but it's like is he man parts or is he man and metal like is his body part because he does then hands yes his you know you see his face bleed but is his body human or metal other than his hands it's a weird one it's it's a weird thing i i agree though the ending is kind of it's just it kind of is all over the place like we need to end this like okay but it kind of ends in like a horror movie like you know, the beauty, the beauty killed the beast, just like the end of King Kong yeah. or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of convenience. Plans, but... <laughs> I do like the fact that like Ed kills Jim. I think Jim deserved to die. I think he like I I understand he's like a high school kid, but like he sucked. He was a fuck piece of shit. Yeah, I just love I love how this movie is like you think there's going to be like this big redemption arc for like Edward at the end. It's like, you know, he's, he's not being kind of he's being corrupted by these people around him, essentially being corrupted by these people around him. And then ultimately at the end of it, it's not like where he's going to have this redemption arc where he's going to be like, okay, I need to do my do right. Well, which, which I feel he is protecting. Yeah. He's him, protecting her, but he's yeah. just like, all right, fuck it. We'll just have him murder somebody, which is like, you know, which I don't know at that point, you're just taking human life. But I don't know. If he necessarily meant to do it because he stabbed him and Jim backed up out of the window. No, he, Threw him out the window. I thought. Yeah, I think he pushes. I thought he, him. he just pushes he stabs him, him, and I think he like actually pushes. He him. He walks him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think but he again, like literally like, shoves him, but like he like walks him to yeah. the window and kind of he like falls backwards. But like that's the I'm not trying to think it's like a moral gray area thing because if you're protect if it wasn't a machine if you're protecting somebody you care about you love that's I get it that's I understand what he's doing but the fact that like just as him being like this blank slate of a character for the most part and it's just like this continuous tainting of his character from these fucking people that he's around but is it a moral gray area because he doesn't know any different I mean by our laws it doesn't matter if he knows any different it's just the world that he was brought in inadvertently brought into he was brought into the bad part of every I feel the bad part of everything like he sees a glimpse of what good is but he still sees more of the bad. Like the yeah. family, like Peg and stuff, was always trying to do the best for him. Peg always was trying to do the best. It was all, all fun. Lady. She really cared. She really cared for him. She wanted to to make him a better person, and she was the stereotypical '70s mom that was the. I hate to say it in in all of that. The stay-at-home mom she was the door-to-door salesman of the of avon yes because that was the big the big thing at the time so she was the good but you know jim and his cohorts and and even the late the neighbor ladies just and the neighbor ladies but they all of them joyce being the worst it kind of took advantage of him yeah because he didn't know any better it's like all this cool shiny new thing let's use it you know 
But Joyce was also the stereotypical housewife. Yeah. Uh, that was desperate housewives. Yeah, literally housewife. Literally. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I hated, or one thing I didn't like about like that ending is also the fact of like the townspeople like walk up, they see Jim's dead body, and no one reacts to it. They all just like time to go home, guys. Only a dead yeah. child here. We gotta go. I know, I know the the uh, what's her face, Conchata that played Helen. Yeah, she's like, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's time to go oh, home, guys. I'm like, bye. And nobody like makes this like he died and like oh they killed each other and then like. Okay, let's go home and like nobody yeah, like yeah. we should call the police. And like, was Peg like, there? Yeah. Was Peg there? I don't, I don't remember she... seeing her and I'm like, that doesn't I, I feel like that also is you need her there to kind of have that reaction of like she should be in the front of the group, like because you know, she was like a mom to him for that short period of time and like, you know, Kim comes yeah. out and says that he's dead and she you know, you want to see like a reaction from her of like sadness, oh. but you don't see anything. Another thing. But she was also talking about the son being okay so i think she was probably at the end of the group yeah okay yeah. i will I say another know, thing though because she was from that is, yeah well she was she was trying to convince everybody that uh edward didn't hurt him it was just a scratch and he was fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um another thing is is i mean just to dunk on her character a little bit but kim is kind of at fault for some of this shit in this movie for them breaking into that house and everything, and she never yeah. fessed up to it. She yeah. never said anything to anybody else. Yeah. And like, there's other things that like they try to. It, this this movie has a weird fucking message to it. It really does. Like, she is at fault for a lot of this. I know she was in an abusive relationship with Jim. Apparently, I just watch it because it's a. It's okay. Movie. It's okay if you like I'm it, but like, like digging deep. Like, I'm I, I'm surface surface. Well, let's, not like way deep. I like. like Wait. I like old science fiction movies where yeah. the typical reaction of a woman in that movie is to get a hysterical and for a man to slap him. No, I'm not advocating for that, but I still enjoy the movie. Yeah. It's okay. I'm just saying she's a she's a shitty character too because she took advantage of him in some situations which she could have done. I felt she could have done more, but because of Jim, she's just like, eh. I felt I'll, compla- I'll was... verbally complain, but not actually physically do anything about it. But I felt that she was under his... Like an abusive relationship thing. Not spell, but yeah, because she was in abusive, manipulative. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, she is also to blame for this. Sure. For some parts. She could have easily gone and said, hey, we did this, but she didn't want to get in trouble, too, because she was a part of it. Yeah. So. And look at the end when she's going to, like, kill Jim. I mean, if, if this was, like, a metaphorical thing or symbolism, the thing, the tool she is going to use to kill Jim with is fucking Edward's hand. Yep. She didn't grab like a big old log and try to bludge him in the head. No, she grabs his fucking hand, which had she had done that and the situation had been different, regardless, Edward would have been blamed for the murder. True, because it's his hand. Yep. And she could have easily grabbed it in the backyard when he cut her hand. But sh- there she is being the, oh, it hurts, but he didn't mean to do it. That's what I'm saying. It's like notes, notes, notes. Oh, I have an idea for when we're done. Okay. Um, That's all I <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I, you guys I, all I, made you, you guys all made fantastic points. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with this ending. And I think that's kind of what brings it down a peg for me as it being mm-hmm. like, 
I mean, yes, do I watch this movie once a year? Yes, because of there are certain elements I really enjoy, but this ending is very convoluted and kind of a mess. It kind of feels like it's disjointed from <clears throat> the rest of the movie. Like yeah. it feels like the first the first part of the movie should be its own thing, but then the ending should be like a whole different different movie. I think Tim and Caroline tried to do something different than just the generic fish out of water is trying to yeah. fit in something bad happens, but he gets redeemed and it's a happy ending. I think it was yeah. his, it was their idea to just go, what if we just don't make it a full, truly happy ending? Like Kim and Ed don't wind up together at the end. Kim leaves him because she, you know, she has to play the part that he's dead. Um, and, uh, but yeah, the movie ends with old Kim talking to her granddaughter, finishing the story. And, uh, you know, she asked the granddaughter asked, like, is he, is, you think he's still alive? She's like, I don't know. But before Ed showed up, it didn't snow, but now it does. And you can find me dancing, still find me dancing in it sometimes, which is him Wait, carving oh, up Christmas, which no, <laughs> she, she blames her oldness on oh not my being god we're not go going up there to check him. him get me a break but you can fucking dance give me a fucking break and, old and apparently knock boots with somebody else to get fucking kids yep but you can't go walk up there i mean come on it was mostly flat and what year what? is this like the future is it like is this like 2030 something it has to be jesus but yeah so ed's it all is because ed is doing his uh ice carvings and all the like shard like all the pieces kind of flow out and looks it feels like snow i was like okay like this is what ed would have been doing if uh peg didn't fucking take him from the mansion he just would have been doing this shit see the thing with that like is i felt like there was supposed to be like some grand like full circle moment with all this but they're like no let's have the ice statue thing two-thirds through the movie and then bring that (laughs) connection back where is he getting all this fucking ice exactly victor's like Where's all this ice coming from? I'm like, movie magic. Just don't ask. Yeah, I, I assume this so. was take place in California because it doesn't snow. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. But, but that's so it, guys. That is Edward Scissorhands. Uh, we did get a couple comments on this episode. I, I, I posted oh. a little late last night, so we didn't get, uh, we didn't get too much. That's why I missed also, it. Also, Twitter, I, like, I just I hate Twitter, Twitter and, and like how certain things you, you get seen by a lot and some just feel like it lost in the fucking crowd. Um, we, our first, our first of two comments is uh, from Chris or at Rudy five, four, five, three or one of our massive supporters from day one. He said, Oh man, do I love this movie? Excellent choice. Well, thank Angela. Cause she is the one who picked it. And our uh, second comment is from doom generation podcast who is who actually just released an episode on edward scissorhands uh as of this recording at the beginning of this week some point i held off listening to their episode before i recorded this because because uh they did not like this movie very much they said we just released an entire episode hating on this movie i don't even know where to begin (laughs) oh no but go seriously go listen to doom generation podcast they their show is fantastic. I listened. It, it's another one that I add to my many, many podcasts that I listen to. But um, they they've covered a, a, a lot of great movies. Uh, I have not listened to as of this recording. I have not listened to their Edward Scissorhands episode, but I, I I'm actually very excited to to hear it. 
I didn't want to be swayed. I didn't want to have have that the 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 I don't like it. I mean, listen, I did talk a lot of shit about this movie during our plot synopsis, but listen, there's a lot of things that you can kind of point out with this. Also, I do want to shout out another podcast that it will be releasing an Edward Scissorhands episode the day before this episode releases. Uh, M over at Verbal Diorama released an episode. Nice. Um, as you listen to this, it would have been released yesterday. So make sure to go check out that. She goes through the history of movies. So she, like all the stuff we do at the beginning of our shows, the quick behind the scenes and stuff, her entire, the, all every bit of her episodes is that. Just going through the history of movies. It's fantastic. Make sure to check out Verbal Diorama uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is it for comments. Dan, can you guess what the porn parody oh. of Edward Scissorhands is? It, let, okay, I'm going to think of you guess. It's going to be, it's probably, maybe not Edward. Like, I'm just, I mean, it could be, uh, we'll just stick with that, though. I'm going to say Edward Fleshlight Hands, Pussy Hands, Vibrator Hands, Symbiote Hands. Simple. It's, uh, it's simple, Dan. Simple. Lube. No, um, no, no, not just lube. <laughs> it's just lube. Edward Scissoring. No. I'll give you one more. Damn. Give you one more. Oh, no. I'm out. Go ahead. That's Edward, Edward Penis Hands. Yes. Starring, okay. Uh, star, wait, 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 wait. Starring Gianna Fine and Sicky Nicks as Edward Penis Hands. I recognize one of those names. What? By poor stars. Well, all, all Sicky Nicks did was change around the letters because it was Nikki Six from fucking Molly serious? Crew. How do you recognize that name, husband? <laughs> I've only been clutching my dick for like, what, 20 some years? Holy, Holy shit. shit. Okay. Anyway. All right. What were you guys I, laughing I, about over there? I only know. I only know one porn star. And it was it was Nikki it was six seed Nicks right? No, it was somebody that he went to school with. Yeah, somebody went to school. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I I don't remember her name now. It's like some Kenzie Joe or some shit right. like that. So, so we're gonna do something since we have covered now uh, since the beginning of this show we have covered. Oh gosh, this is our fifth Tim Burton movie now, correct? Stop. We are not. <laughs> we are not. We are not counting a Nightmare Before Christmas because it's not. It's not a Tim Burton movie. That one's uh, okay. We have covered five Tim Burton movies. So we are going to rank the movies that we have covered. So the first one we ever covered from Tim Burton was Beetlejuice last October. So you're going to give we, that number one. We have Beetlejuice. We have Beetlejuice. We have Batman 89, Batman Returns, Sleepy Hollow, and now Edward Scissorhands. So let's start off with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, we'll, we're, we're, we'll just, we're going to put on the list. Beetlejuice is number one right now. Batman 89. It's better than Beetlejuice. I can't agree. What are you? I'm Batman. That's the only good part of it. It is not. I love love Batman 89, but I love Beetlejuice just slim more. So Batman 89 drops number two. Batman Returns. I always say Batman Returns is better than Batman 89. But also, it's not as good as Beetlejuice because I love Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So all I think is Danny, Danny DeVito bites some motherfucker's nose. I mean, that's that's all I got. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I just love the characters all around. I just it slightly takes an edge over eighty nine for me. All right, Sleepy Hollow. 
Sleepy Hollow, no joke, is one of my favorite Tim Burton movies of all time. It would be my number one. I love Sleepy yes. Hollow so much. Yeah, I do have to agree. I put it over Batman. Holy would, shit, guys! Are we putting Sleepy Hollow over Beetlejuice? It's up, it's up to you guys. Holy shit! All right, I would. This is gonna be a weird okay. Tim Burton. I mean, ranking. it's it's a definite. I mean, it's a back it's a back and forth for different reasons, but yeah. All right, I might Final put it one. at number one. Okay, so. Our last one is Edward Scissorhands, which I think is the worst of all the Tim Burton movies we have covered. Yes. I agree. Yep. I mean, it's good, but I agree. All right. Well, that was that actually went a lot faster uh, than I thought. So our Tim Burton rankings as of right now are number one, Sleepy Hollow, number two, Beetlejuice, number three, Batman Returns, number four, Batman 89, and number five, Edward Scissorhands. As much as I hate it. That's, All right, Dan. It's not saying I have it's no bad. idea it's, what the title of your movie is that we're covering next week. So please talk to us about what we are covering for episode 84 right. of the podcast. So next week on Dissect That Film, episode 84, we will be covering New Mobile Report. Mobile, or it's not. New Mobile Report, Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz. I Came out in 1998. The best part about all of this is nobody's going to have any idea what the fuck's going on because there's a 49-episode series that preceded this. Are you serious? I know what's going on. I'm dead serious. It's going to be great. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, no. It'll be a quick one, I assure you. He pretty much dropped you in. I told you. I said swim. Since our first year of picking Christmas movies, I knew this was going to be my second year. All right, guys. Well, I knew it. If you thought Dan's episode from last year was going to have the least amount of downloads for the show, uh, this right. one it's probably going to take the fucking cake. Oh, um, one. Just fucking <laughs> one. It's going to be me, and that's it. Probably won't even. It won't even count. Some people are going to be messaging like, "Did you guys release an episode this week?" fuck is this you guys don't do animu there it is people we gotta dive we gotta dive into our first anime and here it is we're covering whatever dan just said dan you're gonna have to message me because i don't remember what the hell the title of this thing is. it's good though it is it's like an hour and a half long hour and 20 minutes it's It's just the fact of like how hard is it for me to take notes for this thing just don't take notes just wing it like the show's title just fucking wing it it's pretty to look at. It's fucking but it's pretty. Not Star Wars. Where is it on? Where, where can we watch it, Dan? Probably Crunchyroll. Okay. Is that free? Yeah. Crunchyroll free? Yeah, that's a front. Yeah, you, you'll. Okay. You just have to watch ads. Watch like yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well that's going to be interesting. But, Dan, I always appreciate your. <laughs> Uh, your obscure movies that you like to pick it's definitely a far departure from fucking rudolph red-nosed reindeer last year it's gonna gonna be at least people know rudolph that's uh, right yeah i'm excited you know what whatever i'm always excited to talk about weird fucking movies that i've never heard of or never thought i'd actually talk about so i'm excited where's my bumble horror movie ones that have so many names it's just called it's not mobile suit gundam it's new mobile report that's just what they called it i didn't make that shit up Every other one's Mobile Suit Gundam. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. <laughs> well, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on the video if you watch us on YouTube. Make sure if you listen to us on any of the podcast services, we're on Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Good Pods. Spotify Podcasts. Wherever you can rate and review us, please do, because it helps us get into more people's ears, and if you, and and it helps out the show, because we're, we're cruising towards... 
some awesome goals before the end of the year. We're very excited about how 2022 has gone, and I can't. We're, we're very excited for 2023. So make sure that anything you can do to help us out, we'd appreciate. Uh, you can find us at Dissect That Film wherever on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that fun stuff. You can find Dan and Angela in their links down in the description. <laughs> and my links are also down there as well, but mine don't. I don't care about those. Um, just Dissect That Film. Do that. Uh, make sure to check out. I was just on the Flicks and Friends podcast. I talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy yep. holiday special. So make sure to check that out. Because that, that, yep. was, that was fun. That was really a lot Good. of fun. So bad. Go, Angela. It's the end of the show. It's okay. Let's go. Nobody gets All right, everybody. We're going to get going. All right, everybody. We're going to get going. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the support. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan Angela, DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 83. We'll see you all again next time. Ho, ho, ho. Bye. Bye. Go. I'm going to fuck.